hello, hello. Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema. And what I do is help LGBTQ plus people who do identify as Christians to make peace with their faith and their sexuality. And today we're talking about the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Yay. We're talking about the Bible, okay? Uh, it's going really great, Kirk. So I want to discuss some questions. Um, as I'm serving my clients and going through the work that I do, if you don't know, I do have a group coaching program called Confidently Queer. And if you would like to be a part of that, go to the link in my bio. The only way in is to set up a free call with me for us to make sure that you are ready, that this program is for you, okay? For you to get you know rid of the fear and the disconnection from God, get into a place of love and peace with God, okay? Um, have I read God is a black woman? I believe God is a black woman, but I'm just joking. <laughs> God revealed herself to me, what was it? I think it was 2020 as a black woman and wanted me to relate to God as a black woman so I could see my divinity. But God is all things. God is, okay? So whatever you are needing God to be to help you ascend into your divinity, God is that for you, okay? God doesn't have a gender. God doesn't have a race, all right? God is, okay? So um, as I've been working with my clients more and more, I just see how, huh, how pivotal it is that the way that we view the Bible really does affect our ability to connect with God and even more to hear the voice of God, okay? So that's what I want us to talk about today. But before we jump in, all right, let's do a little quick life update, honey. Okay, honey. So last week I told y'all I was going through some healing from a friend betrayal, all right? So I am on the other side of that thing. I'm so excited. I did the work. I did what I told you guys that we should do, right? Hello, nappy nobility. I loved, I forgave the person. I love the person. I gave grace to the person. And um, it's been revealed that the situation was like, hello, Mr. Mike. I'm glad you're joining before your haircut. Uh, the situation was revealed that it was a lot deeper than I thought, okay? And, you know, through the spirit, because I talk to God, all right? And um, more grace was given because <laughs> it was deep, honey. And so um, the reason that was given for them to have that they had that wall up to me was not the real issue. It was something else that's going on with them um that has to do with me but in like a positive has to do with me not like a negative has to do with me if you pick up what i'm putting down wink wink okay so um you know it is what it is i took it i healed we're here still follow the advice from before from that previous episode because it is still relevant i still use that and we'll continue to use it okay so um yeah that's where that is okay <laughs> I am behaving, Mr. Mike, okay? And then the other thing is I want to let you all know if you have not listened to the Queer Spectrum uh, interview that I did with Mark from Not Defining, oh my goodness, we did this interview last year before I left the States. And as I was sitting in the room having this conversation with Mark, it was the most intensely beautiful Holy Spirit. If you've been in the church for a long time, 
you understand when I say there was oil, there was anointing on that conversation. It was so powerful when we were done. I was like, my body was buzzing from the spirit of God being evident in that conversation. So go and listen to that, okay? It's on my, it should be in my stories. If it's not, I'll repost it. Um, so you can go listen to that, but it's episode eight um, of the, the queer spectrum, okay? Second thing, I have um, been working on this for you all, okay? So we have the course, Confidently Queer. I've been working on being able to um, make it available where you can enter at three different levels. And so if you only want the course, it's available now. If you want the course and the weekly live Q&As that I do, that's available. If you want the full thing where you are, you have the course, you got, you're coming to the live Q&A, and then you also are able to meet with me one-on-one -on -one once a month for 50 minutes or more to really deal with what's going on with you, okay? Podcast people, I apologize for that ambulance in the back. I don't know how to stop that. I can't, okay? I'm in Mexico. Ciao, all right? Just sorry for the noise. I apologize, okay? So let's jump into it. If you have questions about the Bible, all right, drop it into the comments or into the queue so that I can get it. But if you've been struggling, right, as a queer person, we are on this journey that, for lack of better terms, is deconstructing, okay? Because what we have been taught and that has been used to tell us that there's something wrong with us, we discover that the people who translated that, who wrote that, all the, all the different components that went into creating that, something was wrong something was missing they missed it right they missed it with this one thing and then you start to question which is natural well if they miss it with this one thing does that mean they missed it with everything else and so now the foundation of my relationship with god which is and has been the bible is cracked right there's all these cracks in it and i can't trust it but then the question then becomes well how am i supposed to know god Right, because here's the tool that supposedly has been handed down from ages. Well, literally, if you've been in church for a while, they make you believe that literally God uh, dropped the Bible down from heaven and somebody was there like, ah, and it just slowly descended in the clouds and like laid bare and they could see like the pen of God right in the scriptures. It wasn't none of that, okay? But when you've been in church for a long time or any amount of time, really, we are really taught to believe that the Bible is the end all and be all to knowing God in any form or fashion. Like this is it, okay? And the question that I bring to y'all often is the Old Testament writers didn't have the Bible. So how did they know that they were hearing from God? I've asked that question to you all many a times, okay? And I'm gonna share something really interesting with you all in a little bit, but is that resonating with anybody? Like, is any of the questions I'm asking, y'all talk to me, don't make me be a talking head. And I do have a client after this now for the next eight to 10 weeks, okay? So we may need to come in a little earlier. I don't know, okay? But we're fine for now. If this is resonating, please let me know. I don't wanna be talking to myself, okay? Let me know if this is resonating, if any of these questions have come up for you, okay? So we start affirming ourselves. We realize that these scriptures, the clobber passages, have been mistranslated by whoever translated them, right? The different versions of the Bible, somebody missed it somewhere. 
And then you start to question the entirety of the Bible. Like, well, do I trust that Genesis really happened? The allegory, is it an allegory or something like, did that really happen? Revelations, is that like the future? Well, what, what happens when I die? Can I trust? Like, it's, it's all the questions that are that are naturally going to come when you pull one thread out of the structure of the church that says the Bible is the end all be all. And there is, I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with that. That it's okay for you to have the questions. That there really are answers to these questions. And here's the first thing I wanna say. We, unfortunately, because we can read and write and there's a print and press, the Bible has been mass produced in all of these different versions and translations and given to the general public without any education, without any background. We need to study and learn the writers, the history, the context. Like for us to fully understand the Bible in the way that as queer people, we really desire and yearn to because if you're wrong about God not loving me as an LGBTQ person, what else in here are you wrong about, right? And so we have this desire to want to know the whole thing and understand it all at once. And we can't do that, but it feels life, um, like it's, um, it's not life threatening, but it's almost like life endangering if we don't know. Right, like we have to know it's urgent that we know and we understand it right now because we don't want to miss anything else. And instead of it feeling like freedom, like, oh wow, like, yeah, the church missed it, but I can accept everything else, it's just like, oh crap. Like, is God even real? If you've asked that question before, I've asked the question before, right? It's okay. Like basically, we're gonna do a part two on this, but part one is just letting you know that the questions are okay. And when I say, let me see what Kiki says here. My thoughts are humans let their humanity interfere with their telling of the story in each book. I agree with you. Absolutely agree. And the thing that I go back to all the time is, hello, Zanja. Then I go back to because obviously these people wrote, people, somebody wrote the Bible. Somebody somewhere, okay? How Moses had the time to write these long books of the Torah, five of them, like how you heard that much from God is, it's a beautiful miracle, honestly. It's a miracle because what? <laughs> like when did you have the time to write, which Moses couldn't have written everything because I think it was the end of Deuteronomy where he died. So obviously something is not right there, but um how you have the time to go free the Israelites from Egypt, walk that, maybe it was in the 40 years of the, of the wilderness. You guys are getting a peek into how I think about things, okay? Like, how did you have the time to, was it like a supernatural? I don't, how, how, Moses? I, that's the question I would ask him, like, when did you have the time to do all this? But Moses didn't have a Bible. So how do we know, how did Moses know that he was hearing from God, right? Because we are attacked many of times for affirming ourselves because people say, if what you're hearing does not line up with the scriptures, you are hearing wrong. How did Moses know that what he was hearing 
lined up with God? Like how, 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 how? Let me tell you how. You ready for this? Because the Holy Spirit dropped this on me just the other day and I loved it. Because the Holy Spirit had me to go check and see if like who was alive during the time of Abraham? Because that's the, really the first story that we hear about. Like we know about Adam and Eve, but they never really said much, right? Even though they lived like 900 some years, almost a thousand years. But we don't really hear quotes from Moses saying, and then Adam told, you know what I mean? Like Adam had come at nobody. Adam was living his life, okay? Trying to deal with the trauma of each child, who knows, okay? But they were very silent. We don't know anything. How did they know when Abram, Abram, before he became Abram was alive, so was Noah. Check the genealogies, right? Because it just didn't make any sense. Like the Holy Spirit just showed it to me. I was just like, duh, like, of course. How did they know? Because they had relationships with people who had encountered God directly, according to the scripture, right? According to the Bible. Abraham didn't just wake up one day and hear God and be like, yep, that's God. No, Abram lived for, I think it was like 39 years with Noah. And let me see if it was Shem as well. Abram, yes. Abram lived with Noah and Shem, right, for 39 years. And so Noah and Abraham built a relationship where they learned. Because Noah, you know what happened with Noah, right? Noah said, I heard God say, let me build, go ahead, build this boat. Okay, let's go hop on in here. 40, you know what I mean? And he was right, okay? So Abram had a testimony from God through Noah to know like, this is what it sounds like to hear God. Think about that. Take a moment, let it, let it, let it settle your spirit, okay? Take a moment, think about that. Because we don't think about it, right? We move on to the next the next um, chapter in the Bible and it's just like, oh, the, like a whole new scene has started. Nobody else is around. All the old characters are gone. And here's Abram all by himself, right? Abram had relationship with Noah, the same guy that God told to build an ark. Whether you believe in the flood or not, I'm just going by the story of the scripture right now, right? He had, he had evidence, firsthand evidence of someone hearing God. Noah, okay, was alive during the time, let me see, of, let's see how far can we go back here with Noah. So let's see, um, Enoch, let's say Methuselah, right? Because Methuselah is the longest, I think Methuselah was 969 years, lived for that long, who was a direct descendant of Adam and Seth and Enoch and all those different people, okay? I'm looking at it right now. Go look it up for yourself and put some eyes on it, okay? Check the genealogy. And the reason, because we're always like, we read the genealogy and we're like, you know what? This is boring, let me skip it. We don't have to skip it now. I bet you want to go look it up now, don't you, okay? When we look at the genealogy, these people, first Adam, right? And then let's see, I mean, he killed, you know, Cain killed Abel, but Cain had a firsthand experience with how God used to interact with them back in the day. God spoke to that homie and said, like, don't kill your brother, we're cool, be careful, sin is at your door, oh, you killed your brother, bam, okay. What we gonna do is, okay, 
full conversation with what God sounds like, with what God is like. Pass that down onto all of the descendants. These are people who had firsthand experiences with God. And I believe, okay, this is my conjecture from now, okay, that the benefit of the Bible is that these people, let's just, we're just with the Old Testament for now, right? When we check these people, they've all had from like, when we go down from Seth and um, Enosh and Jared and Enoch, Enoch got taken up, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, right? Ham, Sham, all the different people. Down to Abram, down to where we even get to Moses, right? These men lived for a very long time. These people, okay, lived for a very long time to where they could have actual conversations of like, I met God face to face and this is what God said. And they had the ability and the blessing of being mentored by people who had interactions with God. And so when they had an encounter with God, they could recognize that. They could go back and say, yo, something, um, a bush pulled up on me, okay? A bush in the, um, in the, in the wilderness pulled up on me right quick. <laughs> I just try to break it down so we can understand, okay? Um, let's see, girl, thank God Abraham um, learned from Noah not to plead for those under God's judgment. Noah, I can't really get all of that, Kiki. I'm missing it, okay? So here we are with the pattern of why we had Right, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, because uh, Kiki is saying, thank God Abram didn't learn um, from Noah, right? To not plead, and Abram was over there pleading for us, okay? Here's the thing. These people were living a thousand times longer, a hundred times longer than we are right now. And they had the ability to have and be mentored by people who had interactions with God literally from the so-called beginning from Genesis, okay? Just think about that for a second. Just let that just rest for a little bit. So then the benefit of what the Bible is supposed to be, right? Not the only authority of what it's like to, to interact with God, but to be one of the evidence of the stories of what it looks like when God interacts with man, like, what does this sound like? What does it look like? What it, what, because I will tell you for 100% right now, I, my Bible's over here. That's why I'm looking over here. I have had supernatural encounters with God through reading this Bible. Okay. This Bible is intense and beautiful with all of the, it's not inerrant, right? It's not like it's never wrong. Obviously we know that it is as queer people, they got it wrong. Human beings got it wrong when they wrote parts of this, right? They'll miss some things. The people who wrote it are not the same people who translated it, right? <clears throat> Even living in, um, living in Mexico right now, when I'm in my brain trying to translate, for example, when I'm ordering food or I'm talking to someone, the words that they use don't fully translate to what it sounds like to me in English, to what my brain makes it sound like. There were things that were lost in translation. There are parts of the Bible that are influenced by patriarchy. There are people in the Bible that were part of the story that are not in the Bible. Like they were there, but we don't know that they were there. Like why 
did not Abraham or Noah say like, look, um, so what had happened was, right? Like, why didn't Abraham say, yeah, I was talking to my great, great, great grandfather, Noah. And what he had told me was, when God talked to me, this is what it sounds like. And so that's how I knew when God said to me, get up and leave your family. That's how I knew to follow that because I know what God, I learned from my great, 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 great grandfather, what, what God sounds like. This is why community is important. Okay. So the Bible is supposed to be for me. Okay. This could change moving forward, but where I am right now, what I feel like and believe, I'm not even going to say I feel it because I know what God sounds like. What God showed me, okay, because I'm not about to, we're not going to be wavering on this thing, okay? I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand short and solid as evidence for you that God still speaks to us today and answers our questions, whatever they may be. I believe and I know that when I've been asking God this question, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. I think it was, or what's today? Wednesday, it was sometime this weekend, okay, of talking to God about like, what, what's really going on here? Like, I want to help my queer community, my family really hear you. And this Bible right now is a huge impediment to that because they're so triggered when they go in there. They can't read it without, you know, fearing that something's going to be said that's going to make them feel like they're guilty and ashamed. Like, I need, I need a way to help my people. Okay, the people that you've called me to. And so God showed me like, hey, okay, this should show you that there is evidence of people who interact with me. And the scripture says we overcome by our testimony. Okay, these people have interacted with me and they knew what I sounded like, not because it was like this thing that dropped down from the sky, because they had relationship with people who have heard from me who have encountered with me. So when I showed up, remember, I don't know if you guys remember this in the scripture when Jesus was um, lamenting and saying, oh, Israel, only if you have realized your time of visitation, right? And Jesus told them all this time, you're looking in the scripture, looking for me, but you still don't, you don't see me. Like, how is that possible? You're, you're reading all of the stuff and I'm there and you don't see me. Why don't you see me? because of what we said earlier, right? I think it was Kiki, our humanity got involved because we love to have control. We wanna have power. And the way that we have power is by giving each other rules to follow. Do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, because then I can go ahead and put you in a hierarchy. I can be better than you. I can judge you now because you're doing more wrong than I am. Cause now this feels good, right? I can feel good about myself cause you're effing up and I'm not. Let there go that sinner, right? I'm not like that person. Our humanity got involved. Is every single word in this Bible the word of God? No, it is not. It is not. It is not. This Bible is a record, a powerful record of the Jewish people's relationship with God. Every word in here is not the word of God. Is it inspired to teach a story? Yes, I believe so. There's so many things that when I go and study in other religions and other spiritualities, it's like, oh, this is scripture. When I go, one of my favorite teachers right now is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And when I'm, I'm reading the book right now, You Are the Placebo, 
And as I'm reading this book, everything that Dr. Dispenza is talking about is scripture, right? Because I've had intimacy with reading this with the Holy Spirit and not with my pastor, not with anybody else, right? Because my grandma showed me when I was younger that uh, before you open that Bible, pray for understanding. If it's not for you, let it, let it slide, okay? I've had intimate experiences with this book in wanting and seeking to know God, okay? So, um, amen, I am stuck in Isaiah 56 and Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch. Oh, that's so interesting because the Holy Spirit led me to Isaiah 56 today for that scripture I shared earlier for the trans community uh, where God says, uh, hello, I did not forget you. I'm going to treat you better than sons and daughters. You have a better name in my kingdom. You will always have a home here with me, okay? If you're a trans and you didn't see that post today, go see it. It's up there for you, okay? That's a blessing. That's a, a promise from God for you. So, I have had so many beautiful experiences in studying and meditating on this word. And the thing about the scripture is that it is a spiritual experience. The things that are not of God will be revealed to you. The things that God's using to teach you a lesson are things that will be revealed to you if you approach it as if it is a spiritual book and not like a a textbook right because we're going to the book is we're all we all we almost go to it like it's a rule book in church like go read this and go do your daily readings and if you don't do your daily readings and then you haven't followed god and all the other stuff right if you approach it with the desire to say god show me who you are and you come upon a on a scripture that is like this is clearly not love this can't be you please explain this to me you have expectation it will be explained to you I've told this story before and I would tell it again. I have an eyelash on my eye. I would tell it again. There's a, a story in the New Testament with Jesus and we've all heard it before where Jesus is about to go to the cross and Peter, my favorite person, okay? Peter says, no, you ain't going nowhere because where, how? Not here, not now, not never, nope, nope, not you. And Jesus says, get thee behind me satan and in my process of getting to know god very newly in the beginning i was taken aback because the scripture says that jesus looked at the disciples and then spoke to peter in a way that seemed to me like jesus was shaming peter and calling him out right that was very alarming for me because i was like dang like if i mess up you gonna call me out like you're gonna embarrass me in front of people like okay this is not cool and I was just like, God, I don't understand this. And I went to bed thinking about that. And as I slept that night, God gave me a dream. In the dream, I was in this bed with this guy, getting it on, okay? And my earthly father walks in the room and my earthly father shames the mess out of me. I feel so guilty, I feel so dirty. And it's just like, oh, I just felt so gross, right? Cause I got caught doing something that I wasn't supposed to be doing according to that part of the dream. And then the dream restarts. I'm back in the bed, I'm back with this person, and this other figure walks in, which I will say is the father, Jesus, right? This figure walks in, this folly figure that was not my earthly father, walks in the room, and I get up from the bed, and it's like the sheets are white, and I feel so affirmed, although that it was something that was not of my best interest i believed in myself i was honored in that moment 
honored and elevated to make better decisions because of how amazing I am. Instead of the feeling of shame and guilt and feeling dirty and worthless, I was empowered and loved into wholeness to make better decisions according to who I am moving forward. And so that was God answering that question. Hello, VIP Toya. That was God answering that question for me of like, are you going to embarrass me? And God was clearly saying, no, you know, this is, that may be what it looks like in the scripture, but let me reveal to you who I am. And so we have to have a form of willingness to allow, like the scripture says, let God be true to every man a liar, including these writers and translators, to allow God to reveal to us truth, to not say, well, the pastor said this and the, and the preacher said this and the non-affirming people said this, even the affirming people, the affirming people said this and this must be who you are and da 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 Having that level of humility and curiosity and desire to know God. And if this is what's giving to us now to know God, to allow that to be a tool that God can use, it's a tool that God can use to reveal who God is and who you are. Everything in here is not a perfect representation of God, but can you find representation of God in here? Yes, okay? Can you run upon a scripture and can it be hella triggering? You're like, oh, heck no, right? Yes, but why not begin to develop a relationship with God in those times and say, God, I'm not really sure who you are yet, and I'm really trying to figure this out because, you know, the whole gay thing, and we, we out here, child, we struggling, <laughs> help us out. I need you to tell me who you are. Like, my goal is to know you. And then you sit down and you, like, meditate. I think the thing also that God's been really showing me, which all my clients are going to get this today, <laughs> so they're listening, you're all about to get the business today, okay? That we don't take enough time to be still. It's all of the information all of the time. It's just like we're bombarding ourselves with all this information. And like how much time have we really t taken to really sit down to meditate on the thing that we actually do know about God, that God is love? Like how much time have you really sat down and like received that? Because we know that's the truth. I don't care. You go to Buddha, to the Sangoma tribe. Well, maybe not the Sangomas. <laughs> The African tribe, the Yoruba, I don't know, right? But if you go throughout the universe, I mean, at the core of it, what they will tell you is that the universe is for you, that the universe loves you, that God loves you, right? That the universe isn't against you, no, like, not trying to harm you. Like, why are we not able, and I'm talking to myself right now, to sit and be still and really receive that? If we know nothing else, right? If we only meditate for the rest of your life on our lives that God is love, that is really all you're going to need. Seriously, right? And so it's just like, will you commit to being still? Like, will you honestly commit to allowing God to be true and every man a liar, even if that means the scriptures? right? Allowing it to, it's hard to say, it, allowing it not to trigger you, because I understand when you are in the beginning stages of reconciling your faith and sexuality. But I want to tell you that very real part of my process of why I'm able to hear God 
in the way that I hear God now was through and is through the Bible. It was me reading Isaiah after like chapter 40, like chapter 44, starting like back, like all the nice things that God said. Like I didn't read all the other stuff. I like, I've read it through before, but I would start like at all the good things that God would say, right? And I would read that and it would like, and I would read it out loud to myself. And it was, there was a process that was happening, was letting my body know that there is a God out here that is kind, that is loving, that wants the best for you, right? That is here to reveal things to you, that's here to lead you and to guide you. Like you're not alone in this world. Like sometimes um, it happened this morning to me when I was spending time with God and I just closed my eyes and just said like, wow, God, like I'm really speaking to the creator of the universe right now. Like what? Like that's crazy. Like you're really here listening to me? Like, the, like right now in this conversation that we're having right now, your creator, my creator, the creator of all things cares what we say and what we think and is speaking to you as I'm speaking to you, highlighting things in your heart that you may think is just your own consciousness or your own thoughts sparking off different things to you, right? Resonating with you in different ways. And it's God highlighting these things in you. And we just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like it must be something else. But I'm really here to today to really encourage us to take the time to be still if all you know about god is that god is love let that be it if all you know that god there's something there was a creator okay let that be it and sit with that and then when you have those lenses and you go and you read this book right and be led you can be led as to where to read and, and like all the other stuff because i do that every morning when i ask the holy spirit like what are we reading today uh, our scriptures today was Psalm 120 and Isaiah 55 to 56. Okay, I ask, I go to it. Sometimes it resonates, sometimes I miss it. It doesn't matter because I'm training myself to hear, okay, over and over again. So be led to where to read, but also if you're not comfortable yet, because we're going to go into a part two of this of some real practical ways and understandings that we need to really engage with the Bible in the way that is helpful and healthy, right? To really just sit and say, all I know about God is God is love. What is love? What does that mean? Like, look it up in the dictionary. What does it feel like? Okay. And just like, literally, if you took 45 minutes a day and trained your body to sit and meditate, you will see how differently your mental health would be. You would see how more calm you would be, you would see how more able you're able to handle stress will be just by meditating on that. Because if God is love and you're created in the image of God, you're love. And love is peace, love is light, love is joy, love is self-control. So like you're all those things, right? So I'm just really, I don't really have a head or tail to this to end it because I have to get on the client call. We might have to come earlier because I feel rushed just because I have to get ready for my client after this. But I just really wanna encourage us that the Bible is not our enemy and the translators definitely got it wrong in many different places, but two things can be true at the same time. This can still be a tool to help you know and learn the voice of God. And that is the most important asset we have as believers, okay? So um, let's see, if I were to tell you to go read anything, it would be the book of John, 
book of Romans and Galatians. If I were to tell you to go read anything. So John, the gospel of John, the book of Romans and the book of Galatians. Okay. And when you are reading like the gospel, a really good practice that I did that God really, when God showed me what my purpose was, I was reading through the book of Luke and I learned this from Bible college where instead of just reading it, like actually put yourself in the, like you're walking around and like you're first person in the story. Like you're watching everything happen. You're not just, you're not just reading it, but you're like in the story reading it, right? Try that and see how that works. Yes, yeah, so Romans 1, that scripture, 26 to 28, it was a, Paul was responding to a letter, okay? And that was a portion, the part that we, we get triggered over and is used against us, right, as a clobber passage, is actually a portion of the letter that he wrote in his letter that he was responding to. Because if you read it, when you get to Romans 2, he's saying, like, how dare you judge people? Because you're doing the same thing. So why would he say... Let me just pull it up really quickly. Let me go to Romans 2. I don't know, all of a sudden I just got really sleepy, y'all. I don't know what that is. I've been having a lot of beautiful, um, what is it? Spiritual experiences today in my prayer time. It's like really intense, beautiful things. Okay. I don't know why I'm so sleepy. So he says in Romans 2.1, right therefore right you are inexcusable oh man whoever you are who judge and if you're reading if you're reading it you'll notice if you're paying attention like really like reading it not because you're you figure out what's going to come later like you're really actually just reading it to receive what's like going on and just see what like see that it's paul writing to the romans like put yourself in that situation like he's sitting down somewhere writing this letter to the Romans and just hearing it, you'll see that the voice, okay, I don't know if you guys learned this in like English um, class in school, like the voice of who he's writing to changes in this part of the scripture that's used as a clapper passage. And you know who does a really good job of explaining this? Colby Martin, who wrote the book on clobber. If you don't have that book, go get it. It's really one of the closest, um, understandings of the of the romans chapter of romans 1 that clobber passage that comes to my understanding of what god like revealed to me okay so go read that go get that because i'm not going to do a really great job right now explaining it but that's basically he was not he was quoting a letter and many times in the scripture when paul's writing because we are not taught from the original text like we don't know what the quotations are in the original text we don't see that these things have quotes around them because they don't in the english right we just read it and say oh paul's saying women shouldn't preach no that was a portion from a letter that was written to him that he put in his letter and then he responded to it right and so this is the same thing he wasn't he was quoting what they sent him and then he said how are you judging anybody right now like you're better than somebody sit down Okay, have several seats is what he was saying. All right, so that is it for today. Also, if you are ready to build an authentic relationship with God where you get rid of the fear, the doubt, okay, where you get to a place of certainty, please 
book a call is a compliment complimentary call um in the link in my bio let's talk about it let's see if i can help you if you would be a really good fit for the confidently queer group coaching program it is available just as the course or the course and the live q a's weekly calls all the whole shebang where you get to meet with me one-on-one -on -one in the live q a and the course okay so get on the call with me and i will see y'all i don't know my energy just went Girl, I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to meditate after this real quick, okay? I love y'all so much. Maybe somebody's energy, because I do pick up energies. Is somebody really down on the other side of this right now? Or tired? Let's do a tick, a quick, whew. Like, I feel it so heavy right now. Podcast people, we're just breathing through this. Okay. You're okay. You're seen. You are heard. You are loved. If you need to go take a nap to rest if you can, please go and do that. Okay, I know this was a lot. Um, Lindy, that was you, girl? She said, I'm tired. I hope it wasn't me. I don't know who it is because I feel it. It just hit me all of a sudden. Was it when? Lindy, was it Lindy? I don't know who it was when they when joined. I just like felt it. All right, take a nap if you need to. All right, drink some water. If you need to take a walk, take a walk, put some music on, dance, whatever it is to get your mind. Cause there's like a, maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed, um, maybe by the information, feeling like you can't really assimilate or integrate that into your, into your life right now. And that's okay. It's just the information when it's ready for God to start walking you through it, it will be revealed to you, okay? So don't feel overwhelmed that you have to do all this stuff right now. I know it was a lot, but you're okay, all right? You can do the the Sunday school thing and sing some little children's schools, like Jesus loves me, this I know, okay? For the Bible tells me so. I can't sing child, okay? Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Okay? And you finish the rest. I love y'all. This will be up on the podcast by the end of the day. Hopefully, but in the name of Jesus, child. Okay? I may need to take a nap my dang self. I love you all so much. And I will see you on the other side on Wednesday. Bye. Whew.